Happy August, Seattle hockey fans. As we inch closer to training camp, have we done enough to maintain, if not improve, from our second season and first ever playoff berth? Let's talk about what the experts are saying about our prospect pool. Plus, we'll take a deeper dive into November schedule. That and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you think, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. Now, it's August 1st, which means we are getting ever closer to what I believe will be and must be our most competitive training camp ever. There are so many great things that we have to talk about. We're going to mix in a little bit of prospect um, conversation in today's episode. We're going to go over the schedule, the November schedule in particular, and some games that I have circled. But we are going to start with the big question of the offseason. I've asked this so many times, so many ways. No, not Merry Christmas. But have we done enough? Have we had our Christmas in July for the Seattle Kraken or whatever holiday you celebrate? I want to be all inclusive. But, you know, have we have we um, gathered up enough talent to maintain what we did last season? Just as a reminder, the Seattle Kraken. 100 points overall. We'll get into the record. We'll get into the goals in just a little bit. They make it into the first round of the playoffs, take out the reigning champs in seven games, make it to round two, and fall to the Dallas Stars in seven games. So we've got 14 games of postseason Stanley Cup playoff experience under our belt as a franchise. But have we done enough? to maintain that. And we're really going to talk insular because obviously other teams are making moves. There are retirements. There are all kinds of things, injuries and coaching changes, but we're going to stay insular. We're going to live in a world where we do some quick math and we're asking the question, the question of the day, are we better? Are we better? And there are a million ways you can break this down. Like I said, I'm going to do some pretty simple math. We're going to use hockey reference, or at least that's where I pulled some of these stats from. They're available multiple places. But here's what I talk about. Let's talk about our goals and our points. As I mentioned, we had 100 points. That's great for this Kraken team. My big, bad, bold prediction going into last year's training camp was that I wanted us to be a 500 team. We did that 46, 28 and eight was the record. So we surpassed that. Now the 100 points, how did we get those points? Um, You know, the, the, well, I want to talk about, 
So the record 26, 46, 28, and 8, excuse me. 46, 28, and 8 are record 100 points. Now the goals for and goals against. We tallied 289 goals. That is six of uh, out of 32 teams. We gave up 256 goals, which is middle of the pack-ish, 15th out of all 32 teams. Now, here's something, again, that Hockey Reference has. The simple rating system. How much were we above our average um, when it comes to goals scored? 0.36 above average, which is um, just outside of the top 10, 11th out of 32. And again, that's more... um, based on some predictions and there there's some comp that's not the quick math that's the more complicated math but then also our strength of schedule and i think this is going to be interesting we are going to have a schedule conversation um i don't want to talk about strength of schedule at least not yet but the strength of schedule for the seattle kraken last year um 26th out of 32 according to hockey reference. So in the negative numbers there. So a hundred points is now the bar that has been set a 500 team. We did that again, 46, 28 and eight. Here are the stats though, that I want to talk about when we're talking about simple math and listen, I am not a mathematician, I look at numbers and I try to keep them the way I see them and then analyze them from there. So what I want to do is talk about some of the players that we have um, lost or that have gone to other, hopefully not for our sake, greener pastures. But we're going to talk about some players who are on that roster in season two who will not be returning as far as we know. And then, of course, we'll talk about the additions, the players that are coming in. And so that's where the quick math comes in, particularly talking about goals, but then also wins, because I've been telling you, I want to talk about Martin Jones and his impact on this team. We're going to talk about that. Let's get into it. Some of the exits, as you know, and of course, I have him right here on my desk for those watching on YouTube, for those who are listening on any audio platform, including Sirius SXM, where you can search Kraken and you find the Locked on Kraken show. Ryan Donato. You know, Ryan's one of my guys. One of my guys. I mean, I just I just really like his play. So, you know, he's he's uh, moving on. Morgan Geeky going to uh, uh, Ryan's going to Chicago. Morgan Geeky in Boston. We also have Daniel Sprung headed to Detroit, and Carson Soucy stays in the division, not just in the Western Conference, but stays in the division with Vancouver. So, why do I want to talk about these guys? One, I always love talking about Ronnie. I love talking about Ryan Donato. He's my guy. You know, he's my guy. Um, But Ryan Donato, we're just going to talk about goals. Ryan Donato gave us 14 goals last season. All right. Morgan Geeky gave us another nine goals. And Daniel Sprung gave us 21 goals. Carson Susie, three goals. Out of these guys, if you just look at the goals, obviously losing 21 goals from Sprunger, and 14 from Donnie Boy. That's tough. 
that's tough, you know? All right. So that's 47 goals for the Seattle Kraken out the door. 47 goals out the door. All right. We're going to talk about this and how it makes an impact. Martin Jones. Martin Jones is is listed as inactive. All right. So he's not with us. He signed a one-year contract. Don't know if he's going to be with anyone else. But Martin Jones got us 27 wins. So that's 27 wins out the door. And this is quick, simple math. These are just the facts. They're the stats. We're not getting into other factors because I think there are a, a myriad of factors that obviously go into this. But let's just talk the raw data numbers. Martin Jones, 27 wins. Now, Philip Grubauer, his the, the most amount of wins that he's had in one singular season, that would be um, the 2020-2021 season. So he played 40 games in that season. He won 30 games in that season. Now that's that's pretty solid. Uh, he started 39 of 40 games, but he got 30 wins. The second highest in his entire career, and he's done this three times and just missed doing it a fourth for Seattle. But after his 30 wins in what was a COVID year, the most games that Philip Grubauer has won in a season, 18. 18. You can see, again, he's done that three times, including once with the Seattle Kraken in the inaugural season. But he hit 18 wins in 2018-2019 in Colorado, 2019-2020 in Colorado. And then, as I said, that 2020-2021 season, that was his Vesna year um, finalist, Vesna finalist year. He, in 39 starts, got 30 wins. All right. Not bad. Um, but then you see the numbers plummeted. 55 games played, 54 starts for Seattle, 18 wins. Last year, he had injury, the injury bug. So he had 39 games played, 36 starts, 17 wins. So just shy of his second highest win total, which he has hit three times in his career. So what is this telling me? And then, you know, we've got, uh, so he's got 17 one time, 13, 15. So, you know, we're looking at that, let's say 20 goals. Let's say 20 or 20 wins, excuse me. So you saw the numbers for Philip Grubauer. If we say maybe he's going to get us 20, 20 wins somewhere in there, that's still seven short of what Martin Jones got us. All right. Martin Jones, whether you liked it or not, was an integral part of helping the Seattle Kraken along. All right. And um, I, I'm a little bit concerned. So we got to see what Chris Drieger and what Joey Decord are going to do. That's why I keep saying Training camp is going to be competitive. All right. Training camp is going to be competitive and it's going to need to be. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I also want to talk about the players that we've added to the player pool, as well as some prospects to get a gauge 
on, again, the question of the day. Are we a better team? That's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by FanDuel. Now we know that Major League Baseball is in full swing, and now is the perfect time to start using FanDuel for all your sports betting needs. When you uh, use FanDuel to bet on Major League Baseball, you will get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. You bet $20, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets Win or lose. $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to over under to who you think is going to get the first home run in any given contest. All that on an app that is safe, it is secure, it is super easy, and you get your money instantly with their easy payout. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on and you will get up to $200 in bonus bets when you place your first deposit. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on. FanDuel, the official, the FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine, the everydayers. You know, we are in the dog days of summer now, so we will be coming to you. We should be coming to you three times a week. All right, we'll get into a nice little summer groove here before we get ready for training camp. And what we're talking about today, question of the day, are we better? Are we a better team? So I told you what we're losing. We're losing 47 goals. We're losing 27 wins because of the players that we um, lost in the offseason. Ryan Donato, Morgan Geeky, Carson Soucy, Daniel Sprung, and then Martin Jones. That's where those 27 wins come from. Now let's talk about what we gained, all right? Because maybe what we got at least makes up for what we lost, so we have Kyler Yamamoto, Pierre Edward Belmar, Belmar, Pierre Edward Edward Belmar, and Brian Dumoulin. Now, Kyler Yamamoto comes in with ten goals. Just looking at last season, Pierre Edward Belmar four goals, and Brian Dumoulin just the one. That's fifteen goals. So forty-seven minus fifteen. That's 32 goals missing. And just to torture us, because if you are an everydayer, you know we've had, we've, um, you know, played these uh, little thought activities. And we've talked about William Nylander. We've talked about Eric Carlson, perhaps, coming to the Seattle Kraken. And those are the players that were most closely associated with Seattle, particularly Carlson. So if we had gotten... Either one of those players, how close would we have come to making up the 32 goals that we're missing? Well, with Nylander, we get it in one fell swoop. William Nylander had 40 goals last season for Toronto. So we get that and then some. I like that. Except as of right now, William Nylander is not on our roster. Eric Carlson, 32 goals. We need 32 goals. He gives us 25. As a blue liner, 
gives us 25 goals. That's basically Daniel Sprung uh, plus Carson Susie. There you go. But again, Eric Carlson not on the Seattle Kraken roster. So where are these goals going to come from? Now, again, this is super quick math. Um, you know, it is in a vacuum. It is in a bubble. We don't know. So the question is, are we a better team? And my answer is, by this quick math, the answer is no. But what we're going to do later on this week is talk about who can help us make up those goals, who can help us make up those wins on the roster that we do have. And there are some candidates. There are definitely some candidates. And we're going to look at their performance from last season and see if and how it will translate this year. So obviously, I already talked about the additions. So we're talking about players who were on the Seattle Kraken roster, or at least in the Seattle Kraken organization, who I think can help us make up those 32 goals that we're missing from what we lost from Donato, Geeky, Sprung, and Susie. Again, that's 47 goals out the door. We only bring in... 15 goals from the additions that we've made for the skaters for the goaltenders martin jones gone listed as inactive so not with any team we lose 27 wins based off of last season philip grubauer got us 18 wins in season one in our inaugural season he got us 17 last year regular season and then of course i think he did a fantastic job in the postseason for us, really kept us in those games. So where is that going to come from? Do we have enough on Chris Strieger post-ACL surgery? We know, we know that Joey Decord had a good run with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. We're going to talk about the Coachella Valley Firebirds in a little more detail later this week because they they have some good news and our friend ryan s clark with a great article on jessica campbell so that's coming up later in the week i don't want to talk about it right now i really want to focus on our question of the day are we better are we a better team these numbers suggest that we have some work to do but the prospect pool is promising. How do you like that alliteration? The prospect pool is promising. And there are a few experts that have put us in pretty good company. Now, Yahoo ranks the Seattle Kraken in technically last month in July, ninth overall out of 32 NHL teams with the top three prospects being Shane Wright, Riker Evans, and Jagger Furkus. Top pick we know was Edward Shala. Here's what Yahoo had to say. The Seattle Kraken are ahead of schedule in almost every metric, and they were gifted some spectacular prospects who slipped into their hands in the last two drafts. After he was the wire-to-wire consensus number one prospect, they got Shane Wright at number four last year. And this year, they found not only Edward Shala available, but also grabbed Carson Remkampf, Oscar Fisker Molgard and Lu- Lucas Dracevic. I'm going to work on that name. So overall, we're at best middle of the pack, but some have us moving up. And um, 
There's also hockey prospecting that lists the Seattle Kraken um, just one spot ahead of what we saw for Yahoo. And they have us, the Seattle Kraken, at um, eight in what is their NHL team prospect pool strength rankings as of July, 2023. Um, And so they have different shades, like a darker blue is your top. So Columbus Blue Jackets, a lot of people really liking what Columbus is doing with Montreal, Philadelphia, Anaheim. Got to watch that. Buffalo Sabres, Sabres, um, the Minnesota Wild, and the Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks come in at seven on this list. So obviously we know they got Connor Bedard, but maybe we have a little more breadth and depth in our prospect pool. So interesting. Now the goalie rankings for the Seattle Kraken. Ooh, 26th. <laughs> We've got to do there. Ain't that the story of the franchise? So why am I talking about these prospect rankings? Well, that is because our very own Hadi Kalakesh is going to be ranking all 32 teams in their prospect pool. So we're going to be following Locked On NHL prospects in the coming days and weeks. But I'm curious to see how it all plays out. But coming up next on Locked On Kraken, let's just look at the November schedule. Uh, We did October a couple of weeks ago. So now let's head for the November schedule. Games that I have circled. Um, just on feels alone. Uh, yeah, we're going, we're going by feels. Uh, so let's take a look at that November schedule that's coming up on this episode of locked on Kraken. Once again, I want to thank you for making locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine locked on Kraken, a part of the locked on podcast network where we bring you your favorite team every single day or teams, you know, cause, uh, maybe, Maybe you want to know what the Mets are doing, you know, like getting rid of Max Scherzer as an example. Shohei Otani, what's going on there? Obviously, I've got baseball on the mind, but also if you want to know what's going on with the NHL, we've got a show for all of our teams individually, but then also the Locked On NHL show. And I mentioned already our NHL prospects show, which we're going to be following in uh, the coming days and weeks as, as Hadi releases his uh, countdown of top teams uh, regarding their prospect pool. So what are we, what are we looking at for the Seattle Kraken? They're going to have, um, what is this? Two, four, six away games and three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Home games in November starts off on a Thursday and we take on the Nashville Predators. Now, you know, I love squad casting with my homie and Kimmel. And um, you best believe we're going to have some squad casts for you. Um, so let me give you the full screen here just for a moment and then we'll we'll get into it. But the Nashville Predators, we've we've met some success against them. We've talked with Nick and Ann, who are the hosts of Locked on Predators, a, a few times. There are still a little bit sour grapes about Ellie Tolvanen, who, you know, little uh, sneak peek spoiler, might be one of the players that I talk about when it comes to closing that gap, right? We've got about 32 goals that we've got to make up. 
I think Ellie Tolvanen is going to be on that list. So, uh, you know, always fun with Nashville. Two days later, we take on the Calgary Flames. Oof. Talk about Flames being an apropos name. What's going on with Calgary? Lots going on with Calgary. Check out our girl Jessica Locked on Flames to learn a little bit more about that. Then we will go to Mullet Arena <laughs> to take on the Arizona Ow! Coyotes. They've got a lot going on too, but um, some promise there as far as prospect rankings from what I've been seeing around. You know, I dabble a little bit here and there. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what Arizona, how they're reacting to things. I don't know that they're going to make a massive leap, but no one thought we were going to make a massive leap last year or the Devils, for example. So we'll see. Then we're going to take on the Colorado Avalanche. Now this is going to be an interesting one. Just as a reminder, so Nashville's a team that we definitely, as you can see, we t- we hit the, the road against them. Colorado comes to us. We we see, uh, you know, Daniel Sprong in our first weekend of action. But as you can see here, uh, this is the November schedule, but uh, or October schedule, excuse me. But going back to November, so this will be the first time we take on the Avalanche. Um, in Colorado, which I think could be interesting given how our seven game uh, first round series went with them. They took out one of our guys. We took out one of their guys. It got a little spicy. So, you know, I feel like we've got no bad blood with Dallas, but maybe some bad blood with Colorado. So we're going to see them twice, as you can see. And we're also going to see the Edmonton Oilers twice in November, both Colorado and, and Edmonton. We are a home and home. Vancouver is same thing, home and home. Uh, Calgary, we see them twice at Climate Pledge Arena. But, um, I mean, obviously, obviously, I have this one on the 28th at Chicago Circled. And, and why? Obviously, obviously, for this guy right here, Ryan Donato. I'm very curious to see, um, what Ryan Donato does. I mean, we'll also, I guess, see where Connor Bedard is. Maybe he's in his little 15-game stint at the NHL. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, Obviously, Chicago got the first pick overall. Um, So, yeah. Eric Carlson would have closed our gap a little bit. We talked about that earlier in the season. Um. 25 goals last year he had out of 32 that we need to make up given our exits. Um, But, you know, not in the cards, at least not right now. So I've said it before. I know I've talked about it on the Locked On NHL show, on obviously Locked On Kraken and other places. I think we're once again going to make some pretty big moves at the trade deadline. And next offseason has to be go time for the Seattle Kraken. But that's our schedule. I'm looking forward to that Chicago game. I'm hoping to get out to Chicago for some games um, and hit the road a little bit more to catch up with the Seattle Kraken. It's one of my favorite things to do because we have an amazing core that um, that covers the Seattle Kraken. Um I don't know. Just a reminder, FanDuel uh, sponsored our show for today. I don't know why I put that back up. Here's what I meant to do. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting season. It's going to be tough. We're not taking teams by surprise. 
Other teams are coming out of their rebuilds. Players are on the move. Coaches are on the move. And the stakes just get higher. You know, we're we're further removed from those COVID years where things got a little dicey and complicated and players were in and out of the lineup um, unexpectedly. You know, on top of just what are your regular, degular hockey injuries, we've got a decent amount to prove, I think. And I want us to, we arrived early playing with house money last year. Now it's time to settle in. What are going to be our true habits? How, what is the Kraken way? We talked about that last week. What is the Kraken way and how is it evolving in season three? We're going to talk about that and so much more in the days, in the weeks, in the months to come as we get ready for season three, baby. I kind of like the number three. I'm usually more of an even number gal, but the number three is a good number. Um, so if you're into numerology or just good vibes, um, yeah, I feel good about season three, but we're going to have to work hard. We're going to find out how much dog we got in our team, and I'm so excited, and it starts with training camp, so keep up with us, Locked on Kraken, and a great way to support the show. If you find value in our videos, if you like the conversation, comment on YouTube, comment on social media, subscribe, 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 and rate and review the show. That's going to help us. If you're not already subscribed on YouTube, Go ahead and do that. We're really trying to get towards monetization. I would love to do that. Let's say, let's say by November. We just went through the November schedule. I'd love to get to a thousand plus subscribers by November. We can do it. Let's do it. And if there's more that you want from me, comment about it. Let's do this together. But once we get to monetization, that helps me take all of the energy, all of the resources, all of the travel will get more investment back into this program, which means I can just do even more because there's more opportunity for us to get local sponsors, for us to tap into the rev share of the Locked On Network. So yeah, we, we want to do that. I'm up in the ante as well in season three. So I'm so glad that you're along for the ride. It's going to be a good one. Remember, we're going to talk about how we're going to close that gap because right now my quick math is telling me that there is a gap. Are we better? Not yet. I don't think we're better yet. These are all subject, though, to change. We got to see how we play the games. You know, I'm going to say it. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others and hold fast. Stay true. And let's go cracking. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.